Welcome to Eagle's Nest Forum with Dr. Beecher Moorfield, an internationally known expert on biblically-based leadership and minister-to-ministers who will share thoughts from the Word of God on successful living. Now, let's join Dr. Moorfield for today's message. You want prosperity that badly? Not so that you can spend it on yourself, but so that you can be a blessing? When you're willing to conform yourself, what you need to understand is in the kingdom of God, nobody's going to put their knee in your back. You don't have to grab the bedpost. You need to grab a hold of Jesus and willingly conform yourself. Straighten yourself until the word of God becomes your total barrier and total support. But get a picture of that. The word of God will not be a full barrier for your life until it is also your full support. Conformed to the image set forth by the word will put you in a position not only of conforming, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. It will not only transform you into conformity with God, but it'll, oh, you talk about blessings. Bring them on, praise God. Amen. But that's what it means to be poor in spirit, for theirs is the what? The kingdom of heaven. That means I have, and again, we go back to this, that means I have the royalty. I have I become royalty. I rule with him, and I reign with him. Hallelujah to the Lamb. And of course, heaven is that elevation where God lives. Oh, God, help us. We talked about it before, but I'll reiterate it very quickly. Remember in the Garden of Eden, how much authority did God give man? No, not all. All but his throne. He gave Adam dominion over all of his handiworks. Everything that was measured by or formed but the hand had anything. Adam had rule over that. But Adam did not have control over the throne. Because God knew Adam would fall. And if he had given Adam control over the throne, when Satan came in, Adam would have given the devil control over God's throne. But that didn't happen. Okay? But when Jesus came, it was appointed that he should receive all power. Right? And when he was in hell, he took by conquest, by defeating Satan, all the power that Adam had given the devil, which was the handiworks. Are you with me? But then when Jesus walked into heaven, Father extended his right hand and said, sit on my right hand. Which means at that point, Father conferred upon Jesus all the authority of his throne. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom, the right to rule and reign as royalty all the way up to and including if you're walking in the light of the word. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, then we have fellowship. And if when we pray, we pray according to his will, we know that he 
hears us and whatever we ask in the name of Jesus, we receive. What kind of power has been given to us? Wow. All power. Oh, yeah. Every knee at the name of Jesus. Every knee. Hallelujah. Eyesight has to bow to the name of Jesus. Amen. The function of the pancreas in the body has to bow to the name of Jesus. The function of the kidneys in the body have to bow to the name of Jesus. The function of lungs in the body, the function of the heart, the function of the stomach, the functions of the intestine, the function, fun, 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 excuse me, the function of the thyroid and the pituitary and the I don't know what you're facing, my friend, on Facebook right now. I don't know what you're facing, but the function of every element of your body must bow its knee to the name of Jesus if you are walking according to the God, God's word and will and plan for your life. If we ask anything according to his will, do you hear that? Do you hear that? <laughs> There's more to that than... than that's, that's not about saying, Lord, whatever your will. God's will. No, 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 no. You have to know the will. God's word is God's will. You have to know that it's God's will for you to be well. You have to know that it's God's will for you to be strong. You have to know that it's God's will for you to prosper. You have to know these things. But you also have to know that you personally are walking where God wants you to walk. It's not just about knowing what he desires and has said in his word. It's what does he desire for you? What has he called you to do? Because if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, then you can ask nothing in his will. Because you're not in his will when you're asking. Hallelujah. Well, uh, perhaps we need to move on to mourn. Is that the one we were talking about last week? Let's, uh, we started meekness. Okay. Let me touch on mourn then one more time just to make sure we got it. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be what? Comforted. Comforted. You see, in order to be comforted, you have to do something that requires comforting. And God has told us in his word what it is that you can do that will require him to comfort you. Okay? I was sitting tonight before the uh, we came into the sanctuary and, and my, my buddy John came in. John, John is, is, for those of you on Facebook, John's a big fellow, 6'5". Six, six, a little taller than I am. Uh, you know, and, and John's got big hands and he's strong. And uh, he came in and, and, and patted me on the back and gave me a big old kind of a bear hug. And I told him, I said, I'll give you 30 minutes to quit that because that felt good. Man, <laughs> big old hands rubbing across your back. You felt, oh, Lord, do some, do, do some more of that. That, that. that felt good, you see. But the point I'm saying is, if you want God's hands to rub your back, if you want God's hands to rub your brow, if you want God's head to rub the pain and the aches out of you, if you want that in your life, I'm not talking about healing, I'm talking about spiritual issues. If you want God's hands to comfort you, you have to do something worthy of being comforted by Him. God's not going to comfort you for your stupidity. God's not going to comfort you for your disobedience. 
And let me tell you something. Disobedience will put you in a place of needing to be comforted. Stupidity will put you in a place of needing to be comforted. Doing things you have no business doing will put you in a place where you can sure use and would love some comfort. But God won't comfort you in those places. It is those that mourn whom God will comfort. Are we still together? What does it mean to mourn? I know most people think about, well, mourning, you know, you mourn at a funeral. and No, see, there you're dealing with somebody who has died. That's what mourning has come to mean. We're sorry about the person who died. But the true mourner in a funeral is not there to mourn the passing of the person who died. They are there to remember those who are yet dying. The family that's not yet born again. The family that is so grieved in that death of the loved one that they're violating the very principles of God for their own life. What's the Bible tell us about grieving the Holy Spirit? Don't do it. Don't do it. Should we grieve then? Should we then grieve God? Should we grieve the Lord Jesus? Are we heirs of God? Joint heirs with Christ? Are we to be imitators of God as dear children? Are we to follow Christ, be imitators of Christ? Why should we allow ourselves to be grieved? But yet, that is expected of you when a loved one dies. Most recent member of my personal family that died was my mother. She died March the 31st of 2019. Marsha, were you there that day? I thought so. Was I saddened at the passing of my mother? Yep. Do I still think about her? Yep. Yep. She was quite a gal, eight days from her 97th birthday. Think about that. Lived a long life. Yeah, she up, but when she was able to drive on her own up until she was 96. When she was 96, she'd get up every Monday morning at 6 o'clock and go to, go to Walmart and get her groceries. 96 years old, living at home by herself. Get in her car at 6 o'clock and go to Walmart. At 7.30, our phone was ringing. She's calling to check on us. Now, that's, that's living on. You couldn't, you couldn't get her out. She didn't talk about Jesus. She talked about Jesus to somebody. Her car broke down one day at Walmart when she had gone shopping. Her car broke down. And, and uh, the, the, the manager of the store got one of the employees to put him in his car put Nanny in his car with her groceries and drive her home and help her put her groceries away and get in the house and, and get there safely and come back to work, and, and, he, and he was paid for it. That, that's, that's how much they loved Nanny. Hallelujah. But I can tell you I haven't grieved her passing for a single moment. I didn't lose my mother. I know where she is. 
She simply went to another location for a short time. Amen. And she's rejoicing there in that place now. <laughs> if anybody grieved her passing, it was Walmart. Because <laughs> they lost the money that she spent there. But, but there's no grieving in that. See. And we should not allow our spirit to be grieved. In fact, the scripture warns us about that. We don't have time to get into all that tonight. But the scripture says, blessed are they that mourn. Those who remember the dying. Because if you know someone is dying, you don't just walk away and leave them to die. You try to minister to them. Okay? I remember when, when my mother, many years before this, there was a lady that attended the North Winston Church of God. Her name was Grandma Parker. I'll call her name. She's been gone to be with the Lord many, many, many years now. She was way up in her 90s when Sharon and I first got married. She walked to church about a quarter of a mile every Sunday. Hail, rain, sleet, and me. Were, Grandma Parker showed up at church on Sunday morning. She walked. And she, she fell one day in her front yard in her 90s picking up sticks. She never fully recovered from that. Ladies in the church would go by and visit her. My mom was visiting with her one day. And while she was visiting, Grandma Parker said, Valley, uh, what are those women doing? What are those men? She said, what are those men doing over there at the steps? Well, my mother didn't quite grab to correspond with Dr. Moorfield, you may contact him on his website at eaglesnestforum.com or join him on Facebook at facebook.com slash eaglesnestforum. And be sure to subscribe to the Eagles Nest Forum YouTube page at youtube.com slash at sign eaglesnestforum. Join us again next time for another inspiring message by Dr. Beecher Morfield.